Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Soap Dish Salem Style. Michael is a little bit under the weather this week, but he sends you all of his love. So I am hosting this week, and with me today, I have Arya, Dylan, and Nick. Say hello, everybody. Hey, y'all. So let hey, us Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> everybody say hi. Okay. Well, let us start things off with our news segment. Yet another quiet week on the news front, but we've got some good news. Vanessa Williams is back as next week's promo reveals the return of Valerie Grant in the aftermath of Eli's shooting. Are we happy to have her back on our screens? Yes, we do wish it was under better circumstances, but yes, we are happy to have her back. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah definitely. Is... Always happy to see her. I love her. Me, I love her so much, and I'm, I'm so happy. And yes, I do wish it were under happier circumstances. But part of me is also like, this is going to be amazing material for her. So it like, is, yeah. I'm excited to see her actually get some decent material besides the whole high, I'm, you know, like cute grandma kind of a thing that they've kind of done the last couple times. This will mm. be this will be really meaty material for her, and I'm excited. Yeah, it's it should it looks good it's going to be meeting material for everyone eli catching a bullet to the dome was not on my bingo card um no, <laughs> like... i knew something was gonna happen shot in the head was not on my yeah list. i mean well, damn i was like i was expecting something to happen but this like i did not see it coming but i had a feeling with eli going after tr or ray that something would happen eventually, but I'm so glad Valerie's back with this, and yeah. I'm happy to see her. Yeah, I, like you said, I think we were all kind of shocked that he was shot in the head. I don't think we were shocked that TR shoots him. Yeah, like no, that, that yeah, that, that was fine. Was it, was <laughs> it was the head shot. But it, for me. I was like, um, okay. Eli being sh- sh- shot in the head makes me think that we're gonna have some type of like memory loss or amnesia coming up especially with ray trying to manipulate the entire situation yeah Yeah, he's he's gonna have like no memory of what happened of that day and that better be the only thing he doesn't remember (laughs) you know how ron is (laughs) (laughs) that's why i said it it's either long-term memory loss or like selective amnesia or amnesia i don't know but something you better only have traumatic amnesia in response (laughs) to the events that happened leading up to his shooting he better remember everything else because the amnesia trope is dead done and tired move it along um i was gonna say (laughs) was wasn't a eunuch who said he might like everything I was like, maybe he like, maybe he still he wakes up still thinking he's in the FBI. Like, like he's that would be interesting. But, oh my god! He, but that I would mean he doesn't remember Lonnie or the kids, and I don't want oh that. No, he wouldn't. So we'll we'll see. I do think it would make sense if he had some sort of amnesia, because that adds another layer to this story. He can point the finger at Ray. Yeah, and knowing that, um. Ray's ex-girlfriend is going to be around from now until June. As we will know, Ray. At, as will Ray at the very least. At, we at least know that this story is going to be going on for a while. Yeah. yeah. Now, hopefully that means that Eli 
will be having amnesia and be trying to figure out what happened to him the night he got hurt and not so much that he's going to be languishing in a coma somewhere because I don't want that. So I'm, yeah. I'm intrigued to see where this storyline goes and completely prepared to be emotionally wrecked. Oh yeah. Sal, Vanessa are gonna... Really, even really even Susan work. Hayes. Like, everybody's gonna be... Ooh. More Emmy real worthy performances from all of them. And I... Like, I literally, they, they may as well just engrave the statue with Sal's name already, because she's got... She's, she's got a got lot of material. Up. Yeah. And this is for next year. Like, this isn't even... This isn't even for this year's ceremony, because that this year's ceremony is everything from last year. Yeah. This is, this is for next year, 2023. Yep. It's gonna be insane. Yeah. But... Speaking of insane, we should probably head on over to our headlines and discuss all of the insane happenings this week in Salem. What do y'all think? Let's move on. All righty. Let's go. First things first, Brady enlists the help of a newly returned Will and Sonny to help Craig see the truth about Leo. Chloe, meanwhile, tells Nancy about Leo, and after meeting Leo... She gets consoled by Bonnie in some very surprisingly good scenes. Where do we want to start? Let's start it with Broey and um, Leo. Yeah. Um, I actually really kind of enjoyed Brady, Chloe, and Leo. Brady was kind of an idiot, though, because he never should have showed up. I mean, we found out that Leo saw Will and Sonny in the hotel anyway, so he already knew. But if he didn't know, Brady being there was like gigantic clue number one. Yeah, I was wondering why Brady was there at all. Like, I don't... For their plan to work, it probably would have worked better if Chloe was by herself. Yeah. But I'm real, like... What do we think of Craig and Leo? Because I hate how we got here, but I don't necessarily hate it as much as I thought I would now that I'm watching it, if that makes sense. it's It could have been more painful. Like, them as a as a unit, but it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Again, it's the execution. Um, yeah. But eh, I'm I'm just curious to see where it's going. Like I don't. Where I it, know where I don't point? want it to go. What's the point? I'm trying to. Yeah. What's like? Where are we going with this? Where we better not be going is Nancy and Tr. Yeah. I, no. I, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I. I, I, I <laughs> I did not see that coming. Um, I don't. I did. I don't want that. The minute he said he was going to the Brady pub, I was like, ah, fuck, keep him away from Nancy. (laughs) But at the way Nancy is right now, she comes off as the kind of woman he would go after. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is why I, I'm not. I want to enjoy this. I just how we got here is making it hard. Yeah, I just yeah. can't. And also, it's annoying me that like all of these pe- <laughs> that all of these people who have done their fair share of dirt themselves are acting like Leo is the Antichrist. Thank you. I was gonna say that because um, Brady. Um. He's the last person to do this, considering he was like he was in a relationship or whatever it was with Kristen and 
basically believe that she has changed. She's ten times worse than Leo. Touche. She is. I love Leo. But also Brady himself as a person is yeah. just a lot. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, and not only that, like I remember OG Craig. Craig is not a choir boy. No, he's not. No. And, and even he this, made that clear too. And even like if you look, and even if you're like, okay, well, fine, he changed. Cool. But did he? Because let's look at how he came back into town. He came back lying. The only reason they know the truth is because he got caught exactly so let's let's not act like he's not every bit as morally gray as leo because he absolutely is i mean spoilers have him going after kayla's job the thing is that that's kind of why i feel like craig and leo click even if i hate the way we've reached this point i still feel like craig and leo click because one is a schemer one is a scammer and put that together it it works it really it it works better than i thought it would be and the the nancy um leo confrontation wasn't as cringe as i thought it would be because i was scared yeah but they didn't they didn't play it like that um it seems like she's just flailing and trying to figure out how to put her life back together that's what it seems like yeah and nancy and bonnie were really really good and I wasn't expecting them to be because we all majorly eye rolled when we saw that spoiler. In fact, I I will never forget Dylan's response in the group chat. She was like, "I'm sorry, she's getting a, a makeover from who?" <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm watching these scenes, and I'm like, "This is the most I've enjoyed Bonnie since yeah. they brought her back." Because it wasn't over the top. It wasn't sticky like she wasn't doing that country bumpkin thing that makes me want to pull my hair out it was just honest authentic genuine conversation and it worked yeah it did and it helped the chloe um the chloe Mimi connection was great yeah Yeah, i love that i side-eyed a little bit the like i'm bonnie thing because like your daughters lived in the same house you absolutely know who each other are so to that be fair, was kind though, of weird for like me. bonnie wasn't well let me let me think was that after the whole house for habitat storyline it was during she was staying was it during the house okay was being built yeah yeah, yeah the, it was another actress and she wasn't she didn't have the same personality as bonnie was and she wasn't a, as big of a character as bonnie was as Bonnie um, became, yeah, like exactly. It, it so, definitely... but she was still in the Mimi's mom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, I don't. I would have preferred to have seen like Judy in the role when they first showed um, Mimi's parents, but it is what it is. That would have been really fun, but yeah. like, and even even the makeover part wasn't like it was cute and fun, and I'm so happy to see Nancy's red hair back. I missed it. Um, I, I actually. Did, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I really enjoyed um, Bonnie and Nancy. I didn't know what to feel going in. But as soon as she pointed out, like, um, Mimi and Chloe, the Mimi Chloe connection, I was like, yeah, okay, I'm bored on this. Um, yeah, as soon as they said that, I am kind like, of okay. not feeling Nancy right now. As frustrating as the writing has been with Craig and the build up toward this. I don't feel like 
the writing isn't isn't Nancy's favorite either. Uh, and for me, like Nancy's never been a character that I've been super connected to. Same. She annoyed me a lot of the times. Um, the one time, she, like the few times she didn't, were always like when she was being soft and vulnerable in scenes with Chloe, like when Chloe first came back or came into town, I should say. And and this was kind of giving me little remnants of that but then it was also giving me like way too over the top and you kind of need to reel it in a little bit so it was kind of both sides of the coin so I get what you're saying I'm trying to remember if she ever was like this I mean I like my biggest memory of her was being a schemer like in the late yeah but sometimes even when she would scheme she'd get she she'd get kind of too over the top was I remember she was always very over the top and trying to connect with Chloe and it would almost and I understood why but it would almost always turn like almost kind of make me want to go okay well you need to kind of back up a little bit yeah it would kind of turn me off but even then I I still enjoyed her more I'm not getting that same feeling right now like it's kind of it's way too much but I also do understand where Nancy is coming from I did enjoy her in the scenes with Leo though yeah because those could have went way left and I thought they were yeah <laughs> but because Leo was first of all making like Leo was asking a lot and tried a little too hard and Nancy was like yeah I'm not buying any of this but also Leo's one-liners are as good as they've always been. I'm sorry, Cocaine Cowboy. I love Brady, but Shout I lost out to Jamie my mind. for that one. Was that Jamie? Because I thought yeah. he tagged another writer. He he tweeted about it. The Cocaine Cowboy and was his. Hold on, let me find the tweet. Um, let's see. Because I I know when when I know he quoted my tweet with it with a gift, so I figured it was him. Um, the line uh Wayland. And Madame was from Carolyn, but Leo calling Brady cocaine, cocaine cowboy and Chloe ghoul girl uh, with three faces, hating on the bitch to daddy and girl by was Jamie. That's the tweet. Yeah, that, that felt like Jamie. <laughs> I love the cocaine cowboy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I asked, like, <laughs> That might be my favorite line of the week. And unless something else oh, happens yeah. late within this episode that we decide we want to make the title, I think we should make Cocaine Cowboy the title for the episode. I would love that. Because, <laughs> oh my God, bye-bye, Cocaine Cowboy. This queen has had enough. Oh my God, that was hilarious. But and I, I'm, I'm just worried about one they're... thing with the story when it comes to Leo. I don't want him changed. I want what Dylan has mentioned before. He is a scammer, schemer, and I don't want him toned down. I love Leo the way he is. I I do. I don't want that to disappear. But see, I think I think this week scenes prove that we can get that because yes, he's a schemer and a scammer, but even the way he delivers the lines and stuff, it's a lot. It's toned down, but you still get the same punch. It's mm-hmm. it's his delivery is not as over the top as it has been. He doesn't feel like a cartoon anymore. He feels like an actual grounded character. 
he he just says some outlandish shit, but like, well, he doesn't he doesn't come off like a cartoon. So and that would have hurt this a lot more because the story getting here was bad enough. Yeah. But had he if he came off cartoonish in his reactions, it probably would have been a lot harder to watch. I think we might get that further down the line once this story is over and we like I don't know if I the thing is with this story I can't tell if Leo is fooling Craig or not part of me thinks it's genuine part of me think he has um something in the back of his mind like he has something going but I can't seem to decide where I fall on right now because I won like sometimes I lean towards him being genuine and sometimes it's the other. So yeah. Yeah, I um I kind of agree and I love that I don't know. I love that I don't know if he's being genuine or if he's scamming. I love that. Yeah. Cause that's what you want in this kind of a story. That's true. You you want to you want to be unsure. Yeah. But does anybody have any final thoughts on this particular story before we uh, head into our next headline? I'm good. All right. So I'm going to move us on to the next thing, which is Xander finally sees Sarah and learns about Renee. Renee is convinced that Xander is her husband, Alex Marshall. Xander tries to break through, but is unsuccessful. Gwen has meanwhile gone to visit Ava, who demands her help to escape this current situation that she finds herself in. I was not expecting the Alex Marshall connection. And when she said it, I about died laughing. It was hilarious. What did you guys think? It was funny. Um, It took me a while to figure out who Alex was. I'm like, okay. Alex was married to oh Nick's grandfather okay that's who he is <laughs> but I'm I'm like I was entertained by their interactions um was Paul and Lindsay still have chemistry so I'm just I'm wondering where's this going like what's what's the point of this specific revisiting of history I'm just I'm hoping there's a point to it that's where I've been at with it for a while. It's fun to watch, but long-term, what's it going to do? That's, that's what I'm worried about. I gotta say, it's making me care about Xander and Sarah in a way that I haven't in a long time, like since they initially hooked up. Yeah. Because like the angst there and the connection there, like I was a sucker for it. But I know a lot of people are like confused on how she thinks he's Alex Marshall. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think we have to remember that the drug that she was given, one of the side effects is confu- like is that she confuses people. So she can be looking at somebody and see somebody completely different. So that when you factor that into she has sort of dove headfirst into this universe, I think she is just kind of melding the two together. Like she's, we know she's seen Xander since she got dosed with this lovely little drug. So I think, you know, I think she does on some level know that she's Sarah and that she's not Renee. 
but I think the drug mixed with the trauma is just making one giant ball of confusion. Yeah, she's she's definitely confused. She confused me quite a few times. Like when she yeah. when Xander showed her the picture of them and she was like, That's Sarah Horton. I'm like, but you just said last week that Sarah Horton was a baby, ma'am. So Yeah. That's, <laughs> and, and that's the problem. Like it's fine for Sarah to be confused. We should not be confused. And I and also too, I love that they did kind of um, address the age thing because Xander was like, Jack said that if Renee was still alive, she'd be like sixty something by now. Now what did she say? And she's like, Well, we have good genes. What do you want me to tell you? (laughs) That was funny, but I'm just I'm here for the ride. I want there to be a significance to them revisiting this particular part of history, and I don't know what it could be. Does it feel like they're doing it just to show that they can? Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's what worries me. Because just because you can revisit something doesn't mean you should. <laughs> Unless this is a very like weird way to pay homage to Felice Sampler who died. It's possible. Like acknowledging her history, acknowledging the characters that she was connected to, because um, she did die. I think, recently, yeah. recently, like within the last couple of years, I, I want to say maybe last year, year before. So maybe this is a weird way to honor her. Yeah, she passed last July, so it's possible this is just their way of honoring her. So she she passed in July twenty one or yeah. July of twenty. July twenty twenty one. Yeah, then it's 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 very very possible because this this whole story might have been written around the time that she died. Yeah, possibly. I mean, it's fun. I'm just. It's a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. It's one of those things that when you read it on paper, you go, "Huh." Yeah, that part. Like, <laughs> like she believes she's Renee because she's been reading her diary for a few months, that or a year, basically. And I'm like, that makes you believe you're someone? Okay, but then you... That mixed with the drug. I don't think it would have happened if she didn't have the drug in her system. Yeah, and I'm actually with you. I don't think... I think she knows she's Sarah. It's just that she's so messed up that she would prefer to be anybody but Sarah right now. Mm -hmm. And I think believing that she was Renee and diving into this world made whatever hallucination she was seeing stop. So it's a coping mechanism. Possibly for me you were about to say something yeah i was gonna say for me there's way too many plot holes for this story to work it could have been good but it's not for me i I did like that xander showed her a picture of him and sarah like of of them obviously um but i don't know i'm just not feeling it so I don't really have much to say about the story. I am curious to see where this goes and exactly how they're going to snap her out of this. Because well, we, we, I did see a spoiler that um, Maggie gets involved soon. Yeah, Xander pressures Maggie to have her committed, which finally somebody is getting Maggie involved because I don't understand how Maggie wasn't somebody's first call. Like, yeah, okay, she was she was on an overnight trip to Chicago, which we learned courtesy of Bonnie. But you easily, instead of having Kayla say last week, 
we're going to wait till we get the test results back so we have something to tell her. Why didn't you just have Kayla say she's out of town right now? I tried to call her. I'm going to wait till she comes back. So maybe that by then we'll have something we can actually tell her. That would have been a hell of a lot better because this just seems like, why would you not call her mother? Yeah, at least uh, the way you put it, at least they would have made the effort to contact her and were una- un- unsuccessful. This just seems like they, they're making the choice for Maggie to just exclude her until they can give her concrete information. And for weird. all you know, seeing Maggie could help undo all of this. Yeah. Like that that's kind of that's a, a I don't know if I want to call it a plot hole or an annoyance for me, but it's something that was frustrating me. Maybe maybe it was intentional, but I wish like they would address that somehow in dialogue like I don't know. They do this a lot with some stories, but it should have been addressed more before we hit this point of like Xander going to Maggie because it made no sense for Maggie to not know Sarah was back in town and alive. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense for for Maggie not to question anything because she believes that Sarah is okay, but with the direct knowledge that they don't, with the direct knowledge that they know that she's not, the first phone call anybody should have made Kayla, Steve, Abby, Jack, Jennifer, any anybody should have been to Maggie. Yeah. Yeah. Because what if you have to make a pressing medical decision and Maggie's being kept out of the loop? Now you have to tell her at the last minute. Yeah. Now you have to like whammy her with all of this information. Like, hello, nobody thought this through. But does anybody else have anything they want to add? Or is this basically it for this particular topic? I'm going to take people's silence as we can move on (laughs) (laughs) and move us on to uh, one of the more complicated stories of the week. Uh, The Demera board meeting happens and Jake and Chad are out and Gabby and Donnie are in. Hurt and confused by this betrayal, Jake confronts Gabby and they break up. Jake then confronts Johnny and ends up facing down with the devil. What did we think? Johnny doing the Lord's work. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Again, this was this was another another situation of like I was kind of eye rolling on paper, but like the actual execution of this and watching this play out was a lot more fun than I thought it would be. Yeah. The 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 Jake Johnny scenes uh particularly were a lot more fun than I thought they would be. Um there also has to be more to the Gabby Jake breakup, I think, because if this is what Camila was talking about during that fan event that she did, or if this is what they were, I think either she mentioned something in, on a fan event or they said something in Soap Opera Digest when they were discussing the breakup about how heartfelt the scenes were supposed to be. Um, nothing about that breakup was heartfelt to me. She <laughs> <laughs> <It> wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I I was like I, I I tweeted like here's me pretending to be sad because they cued or me pretending to care because they cued sad background music but <laughs> stop that it was yeah I, I, I'm trying to remember the conversation, but it was... There wasn't one. That's the thing. It was so short and, like... 
adios jake is basically all i remember gabby saying exactly it was like i'm you know i'm gonna get my stuff like and get out and she's basically like yeah you can it, goodbye I, like there was nothing heartfelt about any of that now maybe they it felt different when they were filming it i don't know i but think part it's of, gonna come further along because that's what i think too i think the once whole the devil necklace thing like a fan tweeted about it um in january um was it was it the necklace specifically that was going to be the issue or stefan because technically stefan's been brought up okay now i do wonder if they're going to have a bigger fight when the devil of it all comes out because then they're going to have to sit down and have a conversation i mean they i think they uh, will go ahead tony before i interrupt yeah, I because th- I think you and I are headed to the same place. They're going to have to have a conversation once the devil of it all comes out about the fact that, you know, she she did doubt, you know, they did doubt each other. And the fact that They're... the, last, stro- the <laughs> last straw for her was the fact that she believed that he would take her dead husband's stock or shares or whatever the fuck they're called away from her. And it's going to be a way of Stefan kind of coming between them yet again. It would be really good if that was kind of how that conversation went. Because if that was the particular mention of Stefan that we got, that was not anything to write home about. I think there was something in um, in Soap Opera Digest about like their foundation. Like they realized that their relationship is not as strong as they thought their bond wasn't as unbreakable and I think I don't really care about the ship one way or another um and I don't think this will like make me a fan but them going like deeper and like into this pairing and realizing like Jake and Gabby realizing that maybe they're Maybe they're not like their foundation as isn't as strong as they thought. Like they're breaking them I mean, down and building them up again. It's a yeah, little. I mean, we've only been screaming that for a year. So yeah. <laughs> it's a little too too little too late. It's, yeah, it's too little too late. I kind of I gave up. Like yeah, probably six months ago. <laughs> I think I gave up. I gave the up same the year. You opted for Kate. Over yeah, because that never made any sense for me. for me. It was the whole. I was excited. I was like, "Oh, he's gonna be Stefan somehow. He probably has amnesia. Thinks he's um another person like." And then the two- and that's the thing too. When he first came back, they played it like he knew who he was and he was protecting her. Kind of. And then the whole twin thing came out in July or August. I don't know. July, because um, it was before Ben and Sierra's wedding. Yeah, that's true. And it was right after Ilani's wedding. So um, the whole thing came out then and I lost hope of getting Stabby back. But I was like, okay, hopefully Gabriella will get better as time goes on. And then then she left. She left and then Kate happened. I was like, you know what? I give up. Jake is... I'm not feeling Jake. Camilla leaving really damaged their momentum. Yeah. And I think this is their way of building him up again, but I don't think it will work. I don't know, because Ron doesn't do build-ups that well unless he's super invested in the pairing. He's not invested in this pairing. 
had he been, had he been invested in this pairing, we would not have constant, they would not have constant DA stories as angst. Like, they're all about, like, the, the, companies. Yeah. They're rather... all about business for no reason. So, we'll see what happens, but I do think that will, that deeper, like, angsty um, scenes are coming up for them soon. I don't think this is it. I hope not, because if it if this was it, Soap Opera Digest majorly oversold But I do think that this is it for their breakup. But as for their argument and that whole Stefan necklace, that comes later. This is it. (laughs) Dylan, what do you think? I just feel like I honestly, I don't think that they will, but I think what they need to do during this time is take a little bit of initiative to develop Jake as a character. Because Right now, he's Stefan 2.0. There's nothing that separates him from his twin. Um, Well, I'll say he's the lower class Stefan. Yeah, I mean, like, there's, yeah. (laughs) They they basically put him in the role Stefan was supposed to be, but he's not Stefan. That's the issue. And not only that, I think the major issue is they've made him Stefan Light without addressing that he's Stefan Light, if that yeah. makes sense. And for no yeah. reason, because why would he want to be? Exactly. exactly. Uh, like, why, yeah, like looking at all of the things Stefan did when he was alive, why would you want to follow in his footsteps? Follow in his footsteps. Like, and I, if I remember correctly, that was, that was what Jake said when he first got to town and Gabby was obsessing over the fact that she thought he was Stefan. He was like, why would I want to be that yeah. person? Because he had read all about him, he googled him after everyone kept saying they looked alike. He's like, "Yeah, I, I don't, I don't want anything to do with him." So him putting on a suit and going into business, it just always felt weird, weird, and disingenuous. Yeah. So like, what's what's his reason for doing it? How do you? Because he, did, he didn't do it for Gabby. He did it for Kate. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's still doing it. But now, why are you doing it? Yeah, like this, it just doesn't. Well, no, he did it as as a favor to Gabby originally, and then he just kind of stuck with it after she left. Now, if they kind of leaned into that and said, I did it because I felt like I had to live up to Stefan in order for you to love me, that would be... Great angst. It's good. Great angst and really good drama. I don't know if we're going to get that, but it would be really good if we did. Yeah. It's it's just hard to, for me to get invested in these two because it just I, I just feel like they don't care so why should we? I no I just feel like they threw them together just because they realized oh crap we messed up when we killed off Stefan so we're gonna try to fix this the best way that we can and they haven't really Fixed invested it. in Jake and Gabby yeah. Like, I think there's an investment in Brandon and Camila. I don't think that there's an investment in Jake and Gabby. And there's a no. difference. And there because is- Gabby's character has taken a major yeah. hit in yeah. terms in this pairing. And Jake doesn't have a character or a personality besides being a really bad sitcom guy. Like, 
I was gonna say, like, when you guys talk about Gabby taking a major hit, and it is so true. Like, had this been years ago, Gabby, Gabby trying to, I still don't like business stories, so I really don't care about them. But still, had this been years ago, and the way Gabby was written for a while, it will probably have been a little bit more in, enjoyable to watch. Because right now, she's very one-dimensional. And I don't know what they can do to fix the writing for Gabby as well. Because as much as we complain about Jake and Gabriella as a parent, Gabby needs better writing as well. Now, maybe with Will and Sonny back and Ariana being in tow, maybe seeing her as a mom again might help. I mean, it should. I, I just, like, I brought it up a few days ago, like, why aren't we seeing them mention anything like why isn't Gabby talking about Ariana because the last time as you pointed out the last time she mentioned Ari was back in October during the whole undead storyline we're in March and then, and then and we then... got Ari being with Gabby this week but like that's the problem for Gabby right now I feel like the priority the priorities the the character has are all over the place, and she's one dimensional in the process. So I, I hope they kind of fix the writing for Gabby as well, because she used to be fun to watch. But she's the thing is that they leaned so far into what made her fun to watch, yeah. forgetting about the things that she went through that got her to that point. Yeah that it took away all of the depth that she had and she just became a shallow shell of herself. Yeah. But hopefully things will improve and get better and um, we can just hopefully get what we're asking for, which is better development for Jake and Gabby individually and together as a couple, because if you're not going to invest in either of them, then neither one of them should be on our screens. I agree. That's where I'm at. So. <laughs> Stop wasting my time. I mean, like, what's the point? At this point, the way this show moves, unless you're going to be invested in a character and tell a story that we care about, just yeah. don't waste the time. But speaking of characters that we care about, the aftermath of Marlena's possession is finally starting as she tells Will her job is in jeopardy and she asks Justin to represent her in the event that the hospital chooses to fire her, which I'm sorry because that means her career is absolutely toast because Justin is the worst lawyer <laughs> in Salem. <laughs> yeah, I tweeted, I said, so what y'all want Marlena to do post-retirement? Because let's start picking her new job now. (laughs) But yes to us finally getting some actual consequences to what she went through. Because we did not get this the first possession. They channeled all of her atonement and her consequences into making it up to Stefano, who had amnesia and was paralyzed. She literally moved him in, became his caregiver, and it was just completely the wrong play. This time around, we're seeing that her job is in jeopardy. The devil was apparently seeing all of her patients, not just Ben. And, and not just Paulina. Told, <laughs> and not just Paulina, although Paulina wasn't actually her patient, I don't think. But um, 
it, it's funny because she said that she actually advised one of her patients to cheat on her husband as a form of self-care. <laughs> I love that's, that, that's, that's funny. I, I want to see who is the patient. They should have had her there yelling yeah, at Melina. I should, I'm <laughs> glad. Oh, go ahead. I know a lot of people were upset like when she went back to work on Valentine's Day and it seemed like everything was fine. And I love that it took like the next day in Salem for us to see it's actually not fine. Like things are not okay. And I love that we're playing the beats out. Yeah. I'm glad. I like that we're getting them. The pacing is trash though. Hot garbage. Yeah. I was so confused. Like and, I, the Oli- and the Olympic break didn't help because no no I feel like um we should have seen these these characters somehow or not just because we're of- poor Aryan I mean <laughs> just for <laughs> one scene okay or even like mentioned because they yeah anything like a mention any because like, that's. Like we could have we could have had Kayla at the front desk saying, um, Marlena, you've got a stack of complaints on your desk. Like Yeah, we could have gotten something leading up to it. I'm really glad they picked it up, but like Dylan pointed out, the pacing is awful. And I kind of don't like that we had to wait this long, but at least we're getting it. But I still would have liked to see it. Well, or at least my, have one of the characters who either got advice from Marlena or she messed with to get to them to a certain point being upset. Like, if you cannot have these um, non-main characters... I mean, um, they didn't even have to show it. She could have been in her office on her phone trying to calm down someone who's yelling yeah. at her. Yeah. Like, like that, little, that little thing. That do that so like, much. We did get that in terms of she was on the phone and a patient was literally canceling before Will showed up. But that's, yeah, I do yeah that. before Will showed up. <laughs> like, yeah. we, I, and I get it. Like I, I, I get your, your like giving them credit for doing it. It's just the way that they're doing it. Yeah, and it's not just with this story. This story it's a yeah. consistent thing that they fall down on. You can't drop threads for you know days weeks months whatever and then just go pick them back up when they're convenient yeah especially when it was dominating the show for months yeah like especially when you give us big or it's like a big splashy pivotal thing like we have not had one conversation really between bell and sean between sean and anyone between bell and anyone and we know that jan's gonna pop back up with the bun in the oven yep yeah we're just gonna pick that up it's not good execution i'm sorry it's just not it's not because we've seen bell more with ej than we've seen them we've seen sean at all like yeah now next week (laughs) when he and lonnie discover eli that's kind of the first time we were seeing sean this year if i'm not mistaken uh no because we saw him with we saw him with trip Um, and i think we saw him with sierra earlier this year too yeah we did we uh we saw him yeah, he was with Sierra after they got the um after they did the ultrasound. That was their first scene of this year. Was that this I year? I thought it no, was that, like, no, that was the end of last year. That was the oh, end of last yeah. year. 
So basically, but, uh, we, we haven't seen him as much as we should have. No, we, we really but haven't. When, we haven't. No, wait, we did, we, did, we did see Sean and Belle together in the early part of the year. Because remember that scene where she faced down Trask? Yep. After yeah, I remember EJ? that. That was that was the early, that was early this year. That was like January because it was before the Olympics. Have we seen Sean since then? I think that was the last time we saw him until he showed up at the hospital uh, with Trip. Which that when that scene started, I was like, "This is weird." What's scene with Trip? <laughs> I'm sorry. When he when we found out that Ava escaped. Oh, oh, okay. That wasn't that wasn't so long ago. That was yeah. That was literally Tuesday because he saw. Um, hmm. Yeah, this no, that was Wednesday because he saw um he saw Sean before he saw Sierra. Oh, that was this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember. That was this week. That was Wednesday. Listen, my memory comes and goes all the time. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, they. I wish that there was a little bit more put into like quiet parts of story building because that's yeah. where you get like your depth and your layers. And I your wish we and, and grounding. And, if we're and going there's no, sh- and like my thing is, there's no reason why they can't. It's a deliberate choice that they make not to. And the other thing too is when they choose to give us those moments, those moments don't always air. Oh yeah, that's that's a whole nother. <laughs> so I I wonder I wonder if if that actually kind of factors into the decision. Well, if I'm going to write it and they're just going to cut it, I might as well not even write it. I think I think it's just lazy writing. I don't want to believe that you're choosing not to write something because you don't think it's going to air. I mean, because that means because that means you're like deliberately skipping parts of the story that you know or you at least you feel should be told. So you you choosing not to write it because you don't think they're going to air it is no. I, I, I think don't maybe they they tried to pick what I don't know. I, nah, you know what. I can't. I can't I even would try like to, to have a conversation out. with editors at that show. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't seem anybody's on the same page. Because, like, I because we we did get a scene of like John and Marlena discussing everything, and we should have absolutely gotten more scenes with Marlena, like debating whether or not she could even go back to work because she didn't know what her patients would think if we had that scene before we got her going back to work a little bit i think it would have been a different way they could have addressed it but and i like the fact that they didn't just mention it once and it's disappearing like this is a story that's going to keep continuing because kayla is going to be forced by the hospital board to fire marlena and i wonder if Craig is going to go after Kayla's job because Kayla refuses and they end up firing Kayla. Damn. So who's going <laughs> to let me hush. I don't so want to ask about things like that. I, I kind of thought I don't know who said this. I kind of thought like with the whole storyline with Eli it's kind of how they come after Kayla. I don't know. That's no, what I initially thought but I honestly think. just thought it was just you know Craig and Leo just trying to make a play for her job just to be scheming you know just to scheme and just because Kayla like disappeared for weeks at a time which granted she was kidnapped but still I could well, I could she see was kidnapped that. because she left the country by choice <laughs> right exactly so I I could see that playing into it 
but knowing the spoiler now of the board basically forcing Kayla to fire Marlena, Kayla would absolutely stand up for Marlena and say, no, I'm not doing it. You're going to have to fire me. And then the board being like, well, okay, you're fired. Bye-bye. Two pink slips are better than one. <laughs> leaving a vacancy open at the hospital for Craig to slip back in there. Yeah. I that wonder, makes a little bit more sense. I'm, I honestly want um, Marlena to not work at the hospital anymore, but I still want her to give advice. I mean, she could have a private practice. Yeah. Or a podcast. Someone someone said something, and that was such a genius idea. Like, this would even help promote the show. Like, Because they could even technically have Deidre do the podcast and release it. Did you see the tweet, or were you the one tweeting it? No, that wasn't me tweeting it, but I... I did. I think I might have seen it, or even if I didn't, it's just a genius idea anyway. Yeah, because yeah. ha- having her podcast and like, I don't know if having someone as a guest or something like it's a nod to the radio show, and also it's a way for the show to promote by posting podcasts of Deidre as Marlena. Like it was, it would be genius move if you ask me. Yeah, I want to see like what will happen if Marlena gets gets fired and what will she do instead is she gonna retire completely is she still gonna give advice or I don't I don't know like I want to see it and I love the fact that that she said that um one that she said that the movie is gonna end up factoring into this because yeah people could people might be able to forgive her because she literally has the excuse of the devil made me do it. But then you've got the constant reminder of the devil because the movie's existing. Yeah. Yeah. And I also love that we found this out through a conversation with Will and Marlena. Like there aren't many people that Marlena lets herself be vulnerable with and lets her see, let them see her needing support as opposed to being the supportive one. And I love that Will is one of those people. I just love their relationship and I'm yeah, so happy he's I, I love their bond. Yeah, I really like those scenes too. But like even was, if, if Will and Sonny aren't around long term or like they're not on contract, having them there for things like this is just yeah, it works it's great really to well. see. Yeah. Yeah. It you know, it, it works and it it it's kind of realistic in a way because you know, people dip in and out of town all the time yeah yeah so you know you kind of get salem kind of gets to be a bit of a revolving door in that sense and it's kind of a little bit of a realistic thing which i like and which the show can kind of definitely use a little bit of because a majority of our stories are not necessarily reality based yeah (laughs) (laughs) but we say that with love We only have one more headline after this. We are just flying through this right now. Our last big headline of the week, Ben and Sierra talk to Susan about their theory about Johnny. And she goes to Johnny to talk to him. And the devil convinces her that Belle is the one who is possessed and not him. What did we think of all this? I really did like the Johnny Susan scenes. I cannot wait for him to not be possessed so they can talk for real. Because I just want to see how they interact with each other. Oh but, my god, um, that's gonna be so much fun. But they were they were fun to watch. I didn't expect him to throw Bell under the bus. 
house. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't either, but her being at the mansion, it made complete sense because I saw the split, like we saw the split, and I was like, how that seems random, but then it made total sense when we were watching it. Yep. And do like that, and Belle needs to burn that damn jacket. Because that's the jacket that had everybody thinking that she murdered Charlie. And now, because he put the 666 on the back of that coat, it's got people thinking that she's possessed by the devil and she's about to experience an entire exorcism for no damn reason. Because she's not actually possessed. Well, she will be for like a hot second, but... (laughs) It's like the devil's playing musical chairs with bodies. (laughs) But I kind of love that they're kind of saying that the devil is just loving to split up couples. Like the devil is so anti-love that he's just kind of wreaking havoc everywhere. I think yeah. that, that, that was fun. Because when you think about it, like he, he has, and I was thinking about it because I think someone on Twitter, I think it was Gay's fan on Twitter said that um, Eli shooting in a way, is aftermath of the devil because TR never would have even come to Salem had the truth not come out. And the truth came out because Marlena was possessed. So the only stories that have not been somewhat touched by the devil, so to speak, (laughs) (laughs) um, are this Sarah Renee stuff and the Brady, Chloe, Craig, and Leo stuff. Yeah. Everything else is basically like the devil possession has been a gigantic umbrella story for the last six months. And I like that. The devil is causing chaos in his in his wake wherever he goes. And as chaotic as we have felt that the storylines have been like the storyline has been, particularly since Johnny has become the devil's host, like I think chaos is just entirely the point. And when you look at it through the lens of the point is just straight chaos. Yeah. It's actually a little bit more fun, at least for me. I mean, there, there has been aftermath and I'm glad we're seeing it. Yeah. It's, it's all kind of being like a huge domino effect. I just hope that when we get back to Johnny normally, that he will feel the effects of everything that he did decimated his own he's decimated basically every relationship that johnny has i think he mostly has made it worse for himself and not as much for everyone no never mind because ej is in jail uh, EJ <laughs> she was like she was like maybe it's not that bad but well, wait yes it is because <laughs> right. i had the thing like ej is in jail and Jake then we is ha- jobless uh, we're fine with that <laughs> we're I mean, fine I- but he's not <laughs> um he completely decimated Allie's life and oh. chanel's life and trip's, and trip's life. life that is true. and now I take by what I Eli, <laughs> Eli's about to catch a bullet. Like so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is that is John's fault. Like, <laughs> like it's it's all a mess. But like, the devil has about, caused so much chaos, and I love like he's about to send his aunt to an exorcism that she does not need. Oh my Jesus. God. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> 
Well, it was like when you put it, when you lay it out like that, a lot has happened because of that bastard. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I don't mean Johnny, I mean the devil specifically. And that's not, and even, even Ava is where she is because of the devil, because the devil had sex that night because Nicole saw dead people. Oh. oh. Because Raven, <laughs> yeah, Raven Nicole had sex that night because Nicole saw dead people. And the and devil then... raised the dead people. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah. There's so much <laughs> aftermath because of the devil. Like when you break it down. Wow. Like, yeah. Like literally the only storylines that are currently not being being touched by the devil, like I said, are Xander and Sarah and that whole mess. And then everything with Craig, Leo, Brady, and Chloe. Were Jake and Gabby affected by Mar Devil? Because I feel like they weren't touched. Like there's Mar Devil, no, but Joe Devil, Joe yes. Devil, so it yes. all, yeah. It I'm, all I'm thinking like he, right now he's going after more like Joe Devil or like the Devil. He's going after the people that are that are nearest to Johnny right now. Yeah, yeah, but like the Devil has, the Devil has oh. left such a path of chaos. Yeah, like when you actually when you actually lay it out and see all of the different Devil like different effects. Like, this is what a true umbrella story is. Regardless of how you feel on the execution, what have you, this is what an umbrella story is supposed to do. I feel like as campy as the previous one was, I I felt like... Previous being 95 or... No, 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 no. 95 of is... 95 possession is still my fave. Um, but, like, the possession 2.0, 2.0, um, it was campy and it got to a point where I was not feeling it as much as I did in the beginning I feel like this one like I said before I don't feel like Joe Devil is as menacing as Mar Devil he's just being messy (laughs) messy kind of yeah but Carson also chose not to play it in a super menacing way like he basically he basically said it was like game show host on steroids that's what he feels like like (laughs) and and he actually he said in an interview he got that from i think uh eric marstoff gave him some advice on how to do it because like when he first found out he was going to be the devil and that he was following in deidre's footsteps he was kind of like how do i even do this yeah i could see that but it, it, it works for his version of the devil really well yeah I like I can deal with the camp as long as they're I'm okay with that as long as there's fallout. The fact that we're getting so much backlash, I do wish the pacing was better, but that's not the characters in the story's fault. Yeah. That's no, the sh- it- that's an overall show issue, but I do l- appreciate the fact that we're actually getting fallout because if you were going to do all this and then we were just going to go back to normal, that would piss me off. Which is exactly what we did in 95 basically because literally like once she w- once she wasn't possessed and John was released from the priesthood until Marlena got drunk with Kate and Vivian in the oh no that's not true because they did bring up the devil when uh, they found out that she was the serial killer but that was literally the only other mention before 2018 after the story was over and the devil has done so much this time that I don't know that they can actually get away with that no they couldn't but that has been our headline. Unless we have anything else we want to add on this particular topic, do we? Mm, I'm good. 
Same. Okay, then we are going to move on to our in other news segment. If my outline would load, here we go. Okay, so elsewhere in Salem, Sunny and Justin discuss Bonnie. Sierra talks to Trip about Allie. Orpheus knows what Clyde did to EJ, and we find out that Clyde could possibly be paroled. As Lonnie and TR are getting to know each other at the pub, Paulina and Eli are determined to get to the truth, and Belle is determined to clear EJ. So Dylan, which of these would you like to discuss? Okay, um, since I feel like y'all are going to talk about other things, I will take the Sunny and Justin conversation. Um, it played better than I thought it would. Which seems to be the theme of the week. <laughs> yeah, just because like it, yeah. it's sort of, they haven't laid any groundwork for it at all. So I was scared that it would be like really out of the blue and really awkward. And it, it kind of wasn't, it made sense. Like, cause we've said, I think all of us have said that like none of those boys should be comfortable with this relationship. No, there's, there's, there's no reason any of them would be like happy about this. And Sonny's like, point of view was very valid he wasn't over the top with it you know what I mean he wasn't unreasonable he was just it made a lot of sense where he was coming from and it made a lot of sense where Justin was coming from yeah. um, the only thing that like Bother, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah the only thing that made me say oh oh honey no was Bonnie's little crack about maybe one day you'll call me mom no ma'am like, no that's never okay. Yeah, like, no, ma'am. I was watching. I was watching. Like, bitch, are you insane? Right. <laughs> That's exactly how Bonnie is, though. So. Uh, no, ma'am. That doesn't make it okay. <laughs> I agree, but that it, it, it made sense that she would say that, and yeah. it made sense that Sonny was like, he looked Absolutely at her like, I know not. you're not serious. <laughs> she she had the right one on that day. <laughs> yeah she's lucky sunny's the calm karaoke yeah she yeah. had the right one on that day because no ma'am but yeah i i actually kind of enjoyed those scenes and i'm interested to see like what develops from there like how that whole dynamic goes yeah and i like that they specified that his issue was everything that happened the day of the wedding yeah like and- that's what brought his issues back up Plus and the it, fact that it also didn't help that Justin said I would do it again to help her. I'm like, he was like, that's not comforting. Like, right? He can clearly see that his father has become a different person with Bonnie. Now, whether it's for good or bad, it remains to be seen. He knows his father's happy, but he also doesn't want his father to lose himself in this relationship because he knows it's possible. Yeah, but he's also never seen his father do potentially shady things. I no. have, so that particularly <laughs> never that particularly never bothered me, but it made sense that it would be weird for Sonny because by the time Sonny entered the scene, like Justin had reformed, but I remember that Justin who thought Adrian was cheating on him with Emilio and decided to try and kill Emilio and got <laughs> paralyzed for his troubles. Yeah, that was in like what the early late 80s, early 90s. Late 80s, yeah. Yeah, like it's 2022. Yeah. <laughs> so, look, everybody's parent has a past. <laughs> yeah. But I like I love the fact that Sonny doesn't really know that about his dad. Yeah. Like so you don't always know. So that was that was kind of cool. But Nick, what about you? What do you want to 
what do you want to talk about which one of these um I was, I was, i'm gonna go with what i remember the most the lonnie tr paulina eli stuff i loved every minute of it i I hate T.R.'s guts because I don't trust his ass. <laughs> and that was even before I found out about the shooting. But William Christian is really good. And South Stowers is really good. And they have great chemistry together. You can tell Lonnie is curious, but she doesn't. But she's not going to let her guard down too fast. She's going right. to hedge her bets. She's going to just keep him at, a, at arm's length. Paulina and Eli are like, not no, but hell no. <laughs> we got to figure out <laughs> any way to get this man away from our girl as fast as possible and i and love I, that you like called billy yeah that was surprising but it does i do like the fact that they do have a connection to the isa because of um beyond, beyond salem um i love that lonnie was like abe is my um father and my kid's grandfather and it's not up for debate or discussion Like she let it be known bef- yeah. before he even sat down yeah that was really good you can tell because they they dropped an anvil and I pointed it out. I I think Lonnie's gonna figure it out eventually that Ray was the one who shot Eli. Yeah. Oh wait, someone suggested that she's gonna figure it out and then have to go undercover to prove it. That would be or, me. Oh yeah. I, I saw it in the group chat. I just didn't know who said it. <laughs> <laughs> that was Tony. Um, that would be very like if she either suspects or assumes or maybe Ray let something slip that he shouldn't know about Eli's shooting and she doesn't confront him immediately but like she starts getting closer to him only for that fact and she doesn't tell anyone I could see that causing a lot of drama and it will be interesting to see so I'm, I'm yeah. looking forward to it I would be surprised if she didn't go on the cover especially when she said like if this new you is an act um, I'll, know. I'll, figure, I'm a I'll cop. figure it out yeah, yeah. Like she, she will be able to figure out if everything is just an act. So that's like she said it. So that's why I'm leaning towards this theory that she's gonna go, either go undercover or something like that. It would make sense, especially if yeah. Eli may possibly have amnesia or is in a coma. And doesn't or... fully understand. Yeah, I'd also be interested too if also with the amnesia if Eli also has some kind of personality shifts because of mm. what the bullet did to his brain yeah I did think about that too Next like week. there's some poten- potentially good material all the way around the other thing I want to mention about this particular story too is that I love the fact that we're setting up TR and Lonnie on semi-genuine terms now before the shooting of Eli takes place because that kind of also ups the stakes factor for TR on why he would even why about Frank like why he would why he would try to make sure nobody finds out that it was him that did this because now is he not only now he's not only fighting for a theoretical relationship with the daughter he didn't know he had he just started to form one so now he's at risk of losing that so it just ups the stakes all the way around, and I'm kind of really excited to see where it goes. Same. Yep. And and he's also at this point fighting for his freedom. You shot a cop. Like they're not going to just let that go. Like just yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we if have- that comes out, he's going to jail, to big jail. 
as, as Michael says. <laughs> Sean is um, investigating ne- next week as it happens. Or oh, good. The case week. actually has a chance of being solved. <laughs> <laughs> it says Sean investigates. Like, there's a spoiler. Sean investigates Eli's shooting. So someone eventually is going to find out. I do like that they're, they're going to have Sean help, especially because he is also Julie's grandson. So yeah. it's that familial connection. He's close enough to the situation, but he's not so close that it's he's not but so he's close that it's, that it's overlapping. Only cop at the Salem PD right now because Rafe is in jail. Lonnie is Good. going to be on. I mean, <laughs> Lonnie is going to be on crisis leave until we know exactly what's going on with Ey. Ey is healing from a bullet wound to the brain. So, like, literally, the only competent comp in Salem is now literally the only cop. The only cop in Salem. Oh Lord, John is carrying the Salem PD right now. Yeah. Yeah. Ari, was that going to be your pick too, or do you want to pick anything else? I was going to pick something of... else and let someone else pick the Ilani one. So I'm going to pick what kind of was unexpected, but also refreshing. I liked um, Sierra's conversation with Trip at the hospital. They talked about Allie and all that stuff. And as isolated as she is, and as much as I don't care about the character, it was, I liked it. I genuinely liked it. I wanted to see more. And I, they, she mentioned about Allie, like they're, she had been talking with her and they should have shown more. Yeah, they need that friendship on screen, please. I'm never going to stop asking for it. Because if they're going to mention it being a friendship, it should be shown, like build it up or something. We, how many times did we see them interact? Like two times last year? uh literally uh just before uh just before her wedding her wedding uh then her wedding she was at the wedding to ben and then discussing this discussing the pregnancy or the potential pregnancy and then after she found out she was pregnant so about five times total yeah that's not so much they should have built on it more but i still like in general i did enjoy Sierra scenes with Trip, and I love the fact that Trip basically said, "Like I'm everybody's second choice." Yeah, that that was a really interesting because I was wondering if he, if the writers would like have it come up eventually, and they it did sooner than I expected, actually. So well, hopefully, them acknowledging that in the script and in the dialogue means they're on their way to fixing that. Yes. Hello, Joy Wesley. Where are Please. you? Please. <laughs> I beg. But yeah, I, I, I One love question. those scenes. Go ahead. Um, wait. Chloe's of Wesley. Joy's of Wesley. No, Johnny's no, not not re- no, no, no. Johnny's not related to Joy either, right? No. No. Okay. Joy and Chloe are like, they're connected to the canvas, but they're literally not related to anyone yeah that's what i'm (laughs) like i had to think you know yeah well with gays you always have to yeah so like hmm. yeah they're not descended from some major overarching family i was thinking like and even and brady and the the only potential connection would have been if brady and chloe were still married then it then it would kind of be a little weird but for like the basically um the entire time that johnny's been alive 
Brady and Chloe have not been a thing. Yeah. No, they haven't. So. No, I was wondering, like, I, I don't know, a, a thought came up into my head before, like, what if, like, because I want Chowie, and I hope, I hope and think we're heading there eventually for them to become a pairing, but I wonder where that is going to leave um, Johnny. So a trip, a Johnny, Johnny over way. That, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about my crap sh- crack ship. <laughs> but yeah, People are that, saying that weirds them out, and it doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> like, I, mean, I don't the, know why. the whole devil aspect kind of... <laughs> well, yeah, that part, but people are saying, like, Johnny and Gabby specifically, I outside of the devil thing, bothers she, them. I think probably because she has a child with Will. I, yeah. I think it's more like the age because um, people yeah, are pointing out too. like they he looks way younger than her but I don't it like it looks like every teenage boy's fantasy like it's just and that's why it's weird for some people <laughs> well yeah okay but it also helps that he isn't a teenager he's so, 25 yeah yeah it's, so yeah uh, it's this okay like it's the same kind of visual I call it a visual squick it's the same kind of visual squick that a lot of people had um, on GH with Ethan and Christina because at the time Lexi Ainsworth looked yeah really young. Oh, like, there was no getting away. There was no getting around that. Yeah, she did look young. So, like, um, even though she, the character was technically age appropriate, visually it was very. It, it was a no for a for a lot of us and, and it's kind really of young. kind of the same thing there when you consider the fact that like he was a literal child so like it's yeah when she came around he was a kid I... it's it, it yeah. it's weird it's I, not I, as bad but i can definitely understand why it's weird for people yes at least she didn't babysit him, or maybe she did. <laughs> I wasn't gonna. Yeah, I think she did. <laughs> she did. Oh, she probably she probably did. She was around long enough. She's been around. I forgot how long 11, she's been around. Like, or wasn't she like technically his step auntie? Uh, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, Will and Will and Gabby were together well, she was, for a Oh wait, she didn't marry. I'm confused. Like, <laughs> no, Rafe was his stepfather's. So. Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah, technically she was his his step aunt. Oh. And then yeah, see, see, yeah. see, we're getting it's see how I mean, it's getting weird. It's it's getting weird. But uh, well, okay. like, I, I'm like... not mad at it. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not mad at it. Like, because I I do think that they have chemistry, and I can definitely see like a path to get them there. I'm just saying I understand why it would be weird for people. It's all, yeah. only because of the way Carson is playing it, like. I could no, imagine. No, it's the it's the characters. <laughs> yeah, I get that. That's that's what's it's not. That's why it's just, probably not. Why it's not bothering me as much. Because it's not bothering uh, me either. I, I think it's just the, the way devil, he's playing it. I could see Johnny growing up with having a crush on uh, Gabby. I will be interested to see how Johnny and Gabby interact because they have not. It's only yeah. ever been the devil. The thing is, for Gabby, me, like the only aspect that is creeping me out a bit, and I I want a hookup once the devil is gone like it's the devil aspect for me yeah i because she that. wouldn't because she wouldn't actively choose to do that yeah and you don't and to be honest the way the devil operates you don't know if the choice is 
hers either. So that's the weird part about it. Yeah. Yeah. But that leaves a couple last things for me to pick. So that leaves me. I'm going to go with uh, Orpheus knows what Clyde did to EJ. And we find out that Clyde could potentially be paroled. I was not expecting Orpheus to know what Clyde did. That kind of threw me for a loop. And I'm kind of happy to know that Clyde is at least either going to be paroled or has the potential to be paroled because that sets up even more groundwork for my potential theory about what happens to Abby to actually be the truth. Because if Abby does indeed help EJ investigate what happened to him the night that he was shot, Clyde would have every reason in the world to keep Abigail quiet because either the truth about that night coming out will ruin his chances of being paroled or send him back to jail if he is out on parole. If someone doesn't kill Hillbilly Orpheus before 2023. Thank you. (laughs) If he is responsible for Abigail, yeah, he got to die. And it's so funny because I remember like when we were talking about this in the group chat and I was like, okay, this is my like off the wall 000.1% possibility of happening but I don't think it could ever I don't think that they would ever actually do it and then I was like what if and now it looks like yeah that's going to be the thing and if Clyde is in any way connected to Abigail's death he has to die like there's no if ends buts about it he has to die this character should have been dead yeah well this he should have been dead but he's not but if they after what he did to ej if he is connected to abigail's death i don't care who kills him i don't care if it's chad i don't care if it's ej i don't care i don't care care if tony decides you know what (laughs) i've had enough (laughs) what if i'm thinking what if ben does it in reaction to Clyde hurting the woman he hurt that's a bit of a reach because Ben and Abby have not interacted very much at all. No, but I, there's a reason they haven't interacted because of their history. Right, so, but that would but that would make that. I'm saying, imagine the guilt that Ben would feel should his father, who he didn't disown when he should have, be the one to cost Abby her life. Yeah, I feel like, like- all all the Westons have brought to. Abby and Chad have been misery. And the- I think if Clyde ended up hurting Sierra or their child, that would be a way to get Ben to kill Clyde. But Abby, I do not think is a strong enough link right now. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah, feel- if 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 he's responsible for Abby, I know dies, Nick- yeah, he gotta die. Now, You're on more, more, you you wanted Ben to kill um Clyde. I do. I'm I'm gonna go back to that any way I can. <laughs> <laughs> but the the way that they could they could like let's say it's a car accident or something and and Sierra and the baby get caught in the crossfire they survive the accident but Abby doesn't that could be a way to do it but it can't just be about Abby if the, if Ben is going to be the one to kill his father there has to be a stronger reason for him to snap and the only thing the only time he ever gets close to snapping is if somebody endangers Sierra and now his child. Mm, I don't. 
I don't agree about that. Because we kind of we kind of saw him getting close to snapping when he had amnesia. Yeah, and she was not kidnapped at the time. She was at the hospital. So. Touche. But that, but that was also about Sierra because that was about getting his Sierra. Yeah, but back. It's, she wasn't like held hostage at the time. He was she wasn't there. in any grave danger. Exactly. That's, I think that's what Daria is trying to say. Yeah. So I don't feel like that. I don't know. Yeah, but I, no I, matter who does it, Clyde yeah. has to die. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> die, bitch. It'd die. Inter- die. It'd be interesting if Chad did it. I'd be fine if Chad did it. Oh my god! I thought you said it would be interesting if I did it. I was like, "What?" <laughs> well, listen, I, if if I could jump, if I could have jumped into the screen ten years ago or nine years, whatever, eight years ago, whenever the hell he was actually on our screen originally, and killed the man, I would have because I couldn't stand him. I mean, I'm I can kind of see why because was the Orpheus and Clytes like early this week? They were Monday. Monday, okay. Um, I found myself enjoying Clyde more than no, 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 Orpheus more than Clyde. He's a better character. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> only, like the only few times I do enjoy Clyde is because of James Reed. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, that's the saving grace for Clyde because outside of that, there's no reason for him to still be breathing. Yeah. But the double-edged sword <laughs> of that is James Reed is so good that that is probably the only reason that Clyde still exists. Yeah. Yeah, but it's time. It's time it's, yeah, but it's like, like at a certain point. Yeah, you just gotta. It is I'm, what it is. Yeah, I mean, I mean, at least he's not eating the show like Peter was on GH. <laughs> he <laughs> but, did eat the show in his original run, though. Yeah, he did. Mm. Yeah, I didn't even watch, but I think so. Like, from yeah, he did. I was watching. I don't remember them being on. Being like, I remember they were on with like the people they were in the story with i don't remember them being involved in everything like i i but feel i people, feel like that that intro was pretty much contained the show. yeah okay like so screen were- time wise he ate the show i remember because i fast forwarded expeditiously <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so i'm going to be very interested to see and knowing that clyde is going to be around long term now I do actually wonder if he is paroled because they said that he's going to be around for a longer stint than any of his previous returns have been. Oh, so it better, just, it better end with his death. That's the only, I like, just assumed that we were just going to keep seeing Clyde and EJ together in jail. But since it seems like the EJ truth is coming out soon, because they're already figuring out that EJ wasn't the one who kissed Abby, I think either next week or week after next, like, I don't think EJ is going to be in jail very long, which means Clyde has to be paroled. So it will be very interesting to see how it all shapes up. But that is our week in Salem. And now we are going to head into our praise and shade segment since Michael is not here to give us his read of the week. Uh, so Nick, why don't you kick us off? What are you choosing, praise or shade? Um praise and um i guess it's technically shade too but what a difference a recast makes because i (laughs) i used i couldn't stand sunny and it wasn't 
like it, Freddie Smith wasn't a bad actor. It was just I don't I don't know how to explain it, but God, Zach Tinker makes me feel for Sonny. And like I used to I used to fast forward Sonny. Now I'm watching and I'm invested in his relationship with Justin. I'm invested in his weird relationship with Bonnie and whatever it could be. I remember that crazy ass story when him and Leo got married. <laughs> so him telling Craig, hey, this isn't the guy you should be around. It, it, it like I was invested. Like if they wanted to put Zach Tinker on contract and have Sonny and Will around long term, I would be a completely okay with that because I enjoyed seeing him on screen it was yeah it was I was that it was that good like and I don't even and think he's trying hard it's just that's the thing he's he's it's it's natural yeah. and I think too like it helps that Zach um you know Zach wasn't there for any of the story that he had to regurgitate in the scenes this week but you wouldn't know it no yeah a great recast can do a lot and it, it's it's doing a lot for me Okay, Dylan, what about you? Praise or shade? Um, I'm going to choose praise. And I actually am, <laughs> am going to give props to my favorite himbo. Paul Telfer did an amazing <laughs> job in his scenes. <laughs> I love him. Like, I love him. He is so, he just gives good himbo energy until he doesn't, until, Zan- until Xander snaps and reminds you, like, who he actually is. And I just, I, I love that. I think he, he's just very versatile and he always works in whatever scenes that he's in. And his scenes with Lindsay just reminded me why I like him and Sarah, why I shipped him and Sarah, why I wanted Sarah to come back. He just, he does an amazing job with whatever it is that they give him. And I'm like, I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him to get his girl back. I'm rooting for him to figure out the truth about Gwen. And I'm rooting for him to get a little evil when <laughs> when everything comes out in the end. Like, I, I you know, I, he doesn't have to, you know, go full locker in a cage evil, but well, you know, <laughs> a, a, little, a little bit of payback would be lovely. But yeah, Paul Telfer was definitely a highlight of the week for me. Okay. All right. What about you? Praise or shade? So I kind of want to praise two things, but they're kind of like tied together. Um, so I'm going to praise them as one. I'm going to praise um, what Lonnie said, the dialogue. I really enjoyed her this week. Um, her energy of if this is an act i'm gonna figure it out and also i want to give major praise to the promo because i think like the editing of the promo maybe aside from the flashes um the sirens were weird but yeah yeah aside from that the promo is one of the best we've seen in a while it's it's given me really old school like soap promos we used to get and I've been watching the promo over and over. I think the editing, acting, and like the storytelling, like based on what we're seeing in the promo, was really well done. Like it's one of the best we've seen in a long, long time. And kudos to the promo lady, the editing department for for editing this promo. It was really well done. So that's my praise for this week. Well, and I'm looking forward I... to next. Sorry. 
go ahead. <laughs> nope, that's totally fine. Um, I'm looking forward to it too. I am going to pick the shade route today. Um, to the person on Twitter who said that Lonnie deserves what's coming with Eli because of her friendship with Kristen, I say oh, this exhausting. with all of the disrespect you can possibly imagine. <laughs> Lock the entire fuck off of Twitter, please and thank you, because that is an Olympic-sized reach. You were better off just saying, I hate Lonnie and go, because why? Just why? Like, like I don't understand. It made no sense. It made no sense. I don't understand what the issue is with embracing your biases. Just own where they come from. Own that you don't like something, that you will never like something for as long as you live and keep it pushing. Like to twist yourself into a giant pretzel to justify not liking something when all you have to do is say, I don't like this, boggles well, the mind. Just ignore it. You could have kept scrolling. Like, <laughs> like I, I, it was under my tweet. And I, oh, us- and it was a, and it was a reply to your tweet too. Like that's yeah. another thing. Like that's another thing too. Like anytime I have, there's this, there's this one other person on Twitter who like mm, whenever I post that. anything, whenever I post anything positive about Ben and Sierra, will literally reply with a a gif of somebody sleeping because they're bored of them. Okay, great. Go be bored on your own timeline and get the fuck out of my mentions. Like, I, why? Like there's couples. Like for instance, I I cannot stand sin. But you will not see me in a fan's mention bashing them. Like, there is no point in going into someone's mentions to bash or, like, complain or whatever. You have your own timeline. So I get how frustrating it is when that uh, troll comes into your mention. Because I've seen it. I've seen it twice. Yeah. And, And the first time I let it rock. And the second time I was like, nah, that... But it's just like, just own your biases. Like, yeah. that's my thing. Just own your biases, whatever they are. Because I own mine all the time. Eve Donovan could cure cancer tomorrow. I'm still <laughs> going to hate the air that she breathes. <laughs> like, I love Cassie, but I will always hate Eve. And that is just a fact. <laughs> and I don't understand why people can't own their biases. And that is basically my shade moment of the week. And this has been a rather rapid fire edition of Soap Dish Salem Style. This felt like a very quick episode to me. Uh, does anybody have any final thoughts before we wrap it up? Mm, no. Not really. No. All right. Well, then this has been your week in Salem and we will catch you all next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, y'all. Later, Bye. y'all.